0: Good morning welcome to the broadcast welcome to the start of another broadcast we hope your world is opening well in the starts of another week hope you have some time to refresh relax me uh, there was only a little bit of that. you know it's amazing to me and I find myself increasingly in situations where I'm having conversations with people and uh, I thoroughly enjoy engaging people and meeting new people listening to their perspectives And as I've mentioned to you a number of times, I find myself increasingly encouraged by the reception I receive. And I'm talking about people from all walks of life. And as I've communicated before, in certain circumstances, people, I would normally not have even engaged for some reason or another, for one, from a political standpoint, thinking this might be a fruitless or hopeless conversation. And I've been, more often than not recently, really surprised by where people really are. It's one of the things I've reminded you about. It's just how we need to be so, so cautious that we don't make assumptions about people and what they believe and where they are. Because as I said, I found myself pleasantly surprised That many of the ideas the things that you and I embrace are Really mainstream ideas and values. This is where most of the country is The media would have you believe otherwise But Increasingly We're finding that A lot of people are rejecting the narrative that is being fed to them day after day. They're rejecting that. And they're pursuing a different course. A very different course. We've been following the ongoing quest for Twitter. And it's been quite entertaining to watch because there's been a whole lot of panic. With Twitter. Concerns within the company about what's going to happen now with the prospect of Elon Musk taking over. And I think it's extraordinary. We've already watched. As apparently some adjustments are being made from the inside. Now keep in mind. Elon Musk has not taken over yet. Breitbart is reporting. Conservatives gained 17,000 Twitter followers on average after the. Talk of a Musk takeover. Leftists have lost 6,000. What is going on here? <laughs> this is kind of intriguing, isn't it? Prominent conservative accounts on Twitter enjoyed an increase in followers following news of Elon Musk's takeover of the platform. Prominent leftists suffered a decline. According to research that looked at a hundred prominent conservatives and leftists, conservatives gained an average of 17,229 followers, leftists lost an average of sixty sixty-two. The Verge reports followers counts on Twitter have been shifting. Following news, Elon Musk made that bid to purchase the social media platform. According to data compiled by the Verge in just two days. Two days. Prominent conservative accounts have increased their follower count by approximately 10 times the daily average rate for the month leading up to the proposed acquisition. In comparison, popular left-leaning accounts collectively lost thousands of followers. The Verge alleges the move is most likely an organic reaction to the news of must-takeover rather than a change in the platform. Research based on a list of 100 influential Twitter accounts, including 50 right-leaning accounts, 50 left-leaning accounts, all with a minimum of 100,000 followers. Out of the 50 conservative accounts in the database, 48 made unusually large follower gains. Two accounts lost followers. On April 26th, the conservative accounts in the database gained 17,000 on average. The single largest gain went to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Are you ready for this? You know how many he gained? 141,556 followers. I think this is a good start toward a presidential campaign, don't you? And this is the other intriguing part. All 50 of the liberal accounts in the database lost followers across the same two days all 50 of them on average each account lost 6062 followers the largest single loss from the account of vice president kamala harris she lost 22453 followers i wonder why <laughs> By the way, this is a net gain for Twitter in terms of users. Follower increases for conservative accounts outweighed losses from liberal accounts by a margin of 3 to 1. This is a net increase of 638,000 followers when all of those losses are taken into account. Why do I share this again? Folks, ideologically, when we're talking about ideas, values, issues, we win. There's no question about this. This is why we don't have Air America anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Because there is no audience for it. The truth of the matter is, most people in this country are right of center in their ideology. Remember that diagram I told you about on Friday? I saw that reappear. That's really getting a lot of attention. And there's Elon Musk just having a good old time, (laughs) watching people's heads roll as they panic. Quite amusing to watch. Another culture issue, this one involves a corporate position. Jeff Morrell. You probably don't know the name. He's the chief corporate affairs officer for Disney. He's the guy who helped to craft the embattled company's response to Florida's parental rights law and education. He's decided to resign to pursue other opportunities. You know I mean? how long he's been on the job? Three months. <laughs> this guy used to be a spokesman for George W. Bush in the Pentagon. He joined Disney only three months ago to head up the company's global communications department, which included overseeing Disney's government relations and public policy. But on Friday, Morell released a statement telling the company he's stepping away. After three months in this role, it's become clear to me for a number of reasons, it's not the right fit. This on the heels of Disney's failed attempts to stop the state's parental rights and education law. That prevents school children from pre-K to third grade from being exposed to controversial gender identity politics and age-inappropriate conversations about sexuality in class. The company initially tried to keep its activism to stop the law in the background, but because it did not lead a loud public outcry over the bill, Disney came under pressure from internal and external activists. Eventually, Disney CEO Bob Chapik apologized for not attacking the law before it was enacted or while it was being debated in the state legislature. It was Morell who helped Disney CEO Bob Chapik craft a response to the Florida law. Once again... Another failure I just thought you would want to know. (laughs) Pretty sad. Coming up, we'll talk about what you already know, the prices, how they are going up. Stay with us. you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. If you would like to join the conversation, Eagles Market's talk line, 800-928-1110. That's 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. This is uh, kind of amusing. You know, I throw things in like this because I am, again, encouraged by How thinking in this country, in some cases, is shifting. Now, we already told you about Elon Musk and how he described himself on Friday. How he's moved from left of center. I'm trying to go back to that diagram because it's reposted in another story that I saw just today. So he's moved from the left more to the right side of things. And his diagram, diagram, for those of you who did not hear that discussion on Friday, I believe it was, he showed the left and how they're going further left. They're running left. And in the process, calling people names and calling them haters, <laughs> calling people that just in reaction to people not accepting their crazy ideologies. This is amusing to Elon Musk. And to people like myself. New York Post has this story. Billionaire Elon Musk slammed far-left progressives, serving up another glimpse of his political views. As he proceeds with his $44 billion takeover of Twitter. He said this, the far-left hates everyone, themselves included. He followed up 60 minutes later, adding, I'm no fan of the far-right either. Let's have less hate and more love. Pretty basic, don't you think? Musk weighing in on politics. As you know, his buyout has sparked fierce resistance from Twitter employees and left-leaning pundits. Some of them have pledged to leave the platform altogether, and that appears to be happening with some of these folks. They're afraid there's going to be more abusive or hateful content. So hilarious. These tweets came hours after he sparked a dust-up on Twitter by sharing a cartoon depicting the country's shifting political landscape of the last decade. This is what I told you about. Little diagram. I love these. Illustrations are always good. The cartoon drawn by online magazine Quillette's Colin Wright depicts a stick figure standing slightly left to center on the political spectrum in 2008, only end up as right-leaning conservative in 2021. As a figure lab- labeled woke progressive gradually moved further left. Elon Musk slamming far-left Democrats, adding he's no fan of the far right, later, Elaborating on his initial post, noting he was prominent supporter of Democratic President Barack Obama when he was president. I strongly supported Obama for president, but today's Democratic Party has been hijacked by extremists. Well, this <laughs> is kind of the truth, isn't it? Musk stepping up his criticism of far-left politics in recent days earlier this month, blaming Netflix's recent subscriber losses to a woke mind virus, making the platform unwatchable. Also taking aim at alleged moderates like President Biden and far-left politicians like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. And do you remember the stupidity... Of Joy Reed. This woman her idiocy knows no bounds. She suggested some days ago. The South African born billionaire. Bought the company. Because he misses apartheid. What? I'm serious. She actually said this. This woman is dumber than a box of rocks. There's just no. Logic. Behind the things this woman says. She just throws out bombs. About people she doesn't even know. This is what's so frustrating about it. Musk, undeterred here, asserting he's going to rethink Twitter's policies to emphasize free speech. By Free speech, he says. I simply mean that which matches the law. I'm against censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask government to pass laws to that effect. Therefore... Going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people And he's right The spirit of the First Amendment needs to be honored on these platforms especially since you have big government telling these big companies to do their work for them It really is an illicit relationship And I'm glad at this point Now, don't get me wrong I am NOT all in for Elon Musk I come back to Ronald Reagan and his line trust but verify that's where I am I like what I hear but tell you what I want to see some action once he takes this company over and we see some evidence of what he's been talking about that's when I'll get more excited This text is saying the only reason any predominantly leftist-leaning media exists at all. Government subsidies, tax benefits, favorable regulatory environment. There's no market for what's disseminated by the whack jobs at NPR. I would counter that by saying there is a market for it. But let's let's, let's see the market. <laughs> let's see the market. Let it work. What do you think about that? Fair enough. Let these folks prove their ability to support what they're doing, just like everybody else, without government help. I don't need to tell you what's going on with prices. I continue to see this every time I go to the grocery store. It seems like there's another price hike. You ready for this? Farm prices up 31%. We're seeing soaring prices with eggs, meat, vegetables, chickens, dairy, corn, and wheat. All of them are up. The new figures we have here are based on March, reflecting the inflationary pressures gripping the U.S. economy, concerns about what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, the potential for food shortages. Overall, the Department of Agriculture Saying its index of prices received by U.S. farmers increased 6.3% from February. Are you ready for this? 31% from March 2021. Crop prices up 5.6% from last month. 23% from the previous year. Livestock up 6.7% up 39% compared with a year ago. And I again remind you of these numbers in the context of what's going on with your own earnings. Are you getting increases like this on the job? This money's coming from somewhere. And this means all of us are having to dig a little deeper in what we have. This is how it works. Love to get your thoughts as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Over on the text line, response to the story we're sharing about Elon Musk. The Democrat Party is no longer the party of ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Today's Democrat Party tells you what to do, when to do it, and you will be forced to like it. (laughs) That's where so many of the crazy activists are, unfortunately. We're talking about what's going on with prices and I'm very curious what's happening in your home how are you managing these additional costs the money's coming from somewhere obviously here's a sampling of what's happening with farm prices grain and oil seed 5.5 percent increase feed grain up 7.4 percent 33 percent from a year ago food grain up 6.1 percent these first figures are month to month from a year ago. Oil seed, up 3.8. 18% for the year. Vegetable and melon, up 34% from the previous month. 68% from March 2021. This goes on to say the price increases during March for lettuce, onions, cauliflower, celery. More than offset, price declines for broccoli, tomatoes, carrots, and sweet corn. Other crops, about a percentage point, but overall 23%. Meat up 29 for the month, 20% for the year. Dairy up 4.9%, 50% year to year. Poultry and egg up 16 76% increase from this time last year. And fruit and tree nuts down 5.9% from February, but up 3.6% for a year earlier. Price decreases during March for strawberries, grapefruit, and pears more than offset price increases for lemons, oranges, and apples. These prices are just out of control overall. How are you faring in the current situation? Are you having to make tough choices? Are you at that point? Very curious to know. Love to get your perspective at 800-928-1110 or the text line at 71307. I want to go into what is happening now with Russia and Ukraine. A couple of significant stories. One of them on the health of Vladimir Putin. The other on a visit from Nancy Pelosi and company. Let's begin by talking about Vladimir Putin. We've learned U.S. Sun reporting he's set to undergo an operation for cancer and will hand over power to his hardline spy chief. There's been a lot of speculation about his health. Speculation he may be battling both abdominal cancer and Parkinson's disease. Now... During this procedure, he's about ready to have an operation for cancer. Power will apparently be transferred over to Nikolai Petrushev. This 70-year-old man seems a key architect of the Ukraine war strategy. In fact, the man who convinced Putin that Kiev was awash with neo-Nazis. Yeah, they're all over the place, aren't they? This claim reported on Russian media outlets, General SVR, which first raised issues of Putin's health around 18 months ago. They quoted an anonymous former high-ranking Kremlin military figure saying Putin has discussed that he will be undergoing medical procedures. Now, in video in which the source whose voice appears to have been disguised, I wonder why, reveals doctors insist he needs an operation, but the date has not yet been determined. He will have surgery, and while he is incapacitated, adding he thinks that's going to be for a short period of time, the choice of spymaster Petrushev, which came after a two-hour heart-to-heart with Putin, was the worst option. He went on to speculate Putin's health problems could deteriorate. You think? Raising the question, what if all of a sudden Putin manifests particularly severe health problems? We know very well he has cancer and Parkinson's disease, as we've said many times. It's possible to contain it for some time, but now the course of the disease is progressing. When exactly Putin will go into hospital is unclear, but it's unlikely before May 9th, when he presides over the grandiose Red Victory Day commemoration of the defeat of Hitler. The U.K.'s Defense Secretary, Ben Wallace, is warning Putin could use the day to announce the mobilization of his reserves for a final push in Ukraine. Adding he's probably going to declare we're now at war with the world's Nazis and we need to mass mobilize the Russian people. He adds Putin, having failed in nearly all objectives, may seek to consolidate what he's got and just be a sort of cancerous growth within the country. That's kind of an interesting way to put it, isn't it? Military bosses have now urged Putin to drop the term special operation used for the invasion and instead just declare war on Ukraine. Sounds like the kind of crap they pull over here. Oh, we're doing a, oh, do you remember? Oh, this, this is a great phrase. When we went into Grenada, do you know this was referred to a pre-dawn vertical insertion? Sounds kind of naughty, doesn't it? No, it wasn't a war. <laughs> it was a pre-dawn vertical insertion. Oh, my goodness. I guess they learn from the best. Now, if they do this, ultimately declare war, they will be able to mass mobilize Russian troops. This would also allow Moscow to draft in more conscripts, impose martial law, and bid for support from international allies like Belarus. A source close to military chiefs told The Telegraph, the military are outraged that the blitz on Kiev failed. Many in the army are seeking payback for failures of the past, and they want to go further in Ukraine. So it sounds like things are not so peachy in Russia right now with the condition of the Russian leader and at the same time the morale. Interestingly enough, we have a little visit into Ukraine. The highest-ranking U.S. politician to visit Ukraine during the war? A surprise visit. Isn't that just extra special? We'll talk about it, who this person is, and what this is allegedly going to accomplish as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. look at some of the items here on the text line, things we have discussed so far. We begin with this text, which is kind of interesting with all the Nazi allegations flying around out of the Kremlin. Vince, I know somebody with family in Ukraine. They said the Nazi movement is huge. It's actually two different factions. Be careful. Don't be guilty of knowing this administration's criminally corrupt And lies along with the mainstream media that supports them then you behind them and you propagate everything they say about Russia and Ukraine seriously think about it all we do is we call balls and strikes ladies and gentlemen it's really that simple on the economic fronts what's happening with food Vince my husband has planted a garden with corn squash beans and tomatoes we're buying meats only on sale and use coupons when we can our meals are very simple and basic, and eating out is a rarity. Okay, fair enough. Nancy Pelosi was just over in Ukraine. If that's not enough to scare the Russians out of there. I don't know what is. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. That's terrible. Terrible, terrible. Vince, maybe Putin knows he's dying, which might accelerate his attitude about nukes. Pelosi should stay in the Ukraine. Long trip to do laundry with our money. (laughs) We also have this. Was Nancy Pelosi wearing a gas mask or is that the way she always looks? You guys are terrible. I hope she left her gallon jug of vodka at home. The the Ukrainian people would not appreciate that. (laughs) Ah, you guys are so terrible. Picking on that poor lovely woman. <laughs> oh, goodness. Much more to come as we continue our broadcast. I want to talk about some local stories beginning in the upstate. This goes in the category to me of stories that, or messages that. I have to figure out why we have to be told this information. Uh, this goes back to ignorance, maybe even stupidity. Here it is. Why WYFF reporting on this. The Lawrence Police Department is warning about a sighting of a black bear in the city. Okay, here's what they put in their Facebook post. The Lawrence Police Department said it's aware of the bear. And what are they telling you to do? Don't approach the animal or attempt to capture it. (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? They have to tell people, don't approach or try to capture the bear. South Carolina Department of Natural Resources has been made aware of the bear. So the best course of action is to leave the animal alone in hopes it will return to the wild. Actually, I was planning to... Feed it some nuts and berries. Just kidding. According to the Post, the only way the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources will intervene if the bear becomes hostile, then they would relocate the bear. By the way, if the bear gets too close to your residence or becomes hostile, you need to call 911 immediately. Just thought we ought to pass on that message from the Lawrence Police Department. I'm not picking on anybody. I just, I just think it's funny that you have to tell people not to approach bears. <laughs> but there you go. We put it out there for you. Life really getting exciting in the sprawling metropolis of Simpsonville, South Carolina, getting a brand new chick-fil-A restaurant. Awesome. This restaurant opening this Thursday. The corner of Northeast, Maine, and Highway 14. This is kind of cool what they are doing in their opening. They will surprise 100 local heroes making an impact in Simpsonville with free Chick-fil-A for a year. That is pretty awesome, don't you think? 100 local heroes they're going to honor in Simpsonville, South Carolina with free Chick-fil-A for a year. In addition to this, they will honor the new restaurant opening with a donation of $25,000 to Feeding America. Those funds will be distributed to partners within the Greenville County area to aid in the fight against hunger. Matt Weber will be the independent franchise owner and operator of the new location. This is what I love about Chick-fil-A. He was 15 years old when he got his first job. What was that first job? Team member at Chick-fil-A, also where he met his wife, Donna, working as a team member at the same restaurant. After joining, after graduating from the University of South Carolina, joined Chick-fil-A's leadership development program. And then, 2005, his dream becomes reality, selected to be the operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant in North Carolina. And now he is going to operate this location in Simpsonville, South Carolina. We certainly wish him the best of luck. And I'm excited for these 100 local heroes who are going to get free Chick-fil-A for a year. That's pretty awesome. I think that is a tremendous deal. So check it out. Coming up, we're going to talk about Naomi Judd. Very, very sad story, but a necessary story that we will address. That much more as we continue our Monday broadcast. Stay with us. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word